Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Are you excited for tonight? Amen. We're excited to, <laughs> to receive from the Lord what He has. I want you to forget your religious customs tonight. I want you to, to, to shout and I want you to scream and I want you to do everything that you don't do normally in church. Is that okay? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. Thank you. That's what I want. I want you to behave like you behaved before you got saved. Okay. Being loud, dancing on the tables, and doing all those things. <laughs> I want you to be loud. That's what I want. Okay. Now, you're going to have to shout extra loud tonight because um, my uh, ears, when we landed, my ears closed from the, from the plane, and uh, I can't hear at uh, this moment. So you have to shout extra loud. Extra loud. You have to speak and you have to shout. Listen to this. It is easy to rejoice when a miracle happens, but it takes faith to rejoice before a miracle. It's easy to jump and shout when that breakthrough comes, but it takes faith. When we, when we start to get excited when there's nothing to get excited about, then suddenly the atmosphere shifts. Now, when testimonies are being shared, when we speak about what God is doing, then there is power that's lingering in the atmosphere at that moment. There is a power that's lingering at that moment. And at that moment, when we touch that power, then the same miracle that happened with someone else, whether it is financially, whether it's healing, whether it's whatever kind of breakthrough you can think of, at that moment, that same power is there to work in your life at that moment. Are you with me? So when someone shares their testimony in this church or in a ministry or in a place, and they speak about healing, and you need healing, then I want you at that moment when they share that testimony, at that moment, I want you to shout and say, God can do it for me too. Okay? When someone testifies about a financial breakthrough, at that moment, there is power to repeat it and to do it again. And at that moment, when you're listening to it, at that moment, you have to respond and say, God's going to do it for me too. God's busy working my miracle as well. At that moment, not afterwards, at that moment, there is power that's being released in the atmosphere for God to repeat it or to do it again. Amen. I want to, I saw a vision of the conference right now that's called Let It Be. And I saw a vision of little cards, like business cards, that's on it is printed the theme of the conference, Let It Be. And I saw someone walking through um, the building during worship and handing every individual a card that's just on it says, let it be. Every individual. And I sense that as you apply that card to your situation, it will be. It will be. It will be. Let it be. So that is the prophecy. That is the word that's going forth. When we pick titles for conferences, we don't look at, you know, what will be the next title. It is God-inspired. It is Spirit-led. The Spirit of the Lord gives us these titles. And I want you to take this title of this conference and look at everything in your life at this moment. That is the prophecy. So when they say tonight that when you get a prophecy that someone is going to give you a card, well, during the worship, the Spirit of the Lord gave you a card. He gave you that card. He said, here is your prophecy. Your prophecy is let it be. 
let it be. Over that situation, let it be. It is going to happen, and it will come into fulfillment. Amen? Thank you. I want you to shout breakthrough. Breakthrough! Uh, like when the miracle takes place, not like you, you know, I want you to really shout breakthrough with the excitement, not that was your mouth, but with the excitement in your spirit and your heart, like it's actually going to happen. Can you shout breakthrough again? Breakthrough! It's a little bit better. We'll get there later. <clears throat> 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Let's get on the word and we'll speed it up so we can get <laughs> to the rest. Thank you, Father, for your word. The word is so important. I want you to know that the word is the prophecy. That is, that is the prophecy. When we speak the word, it's a prophecy that's going out and it's being stirred. And that is your prophecy. So as you hear the word and the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you, take that word as the prophecy. Write the time, the date, the place down and say, God just spoke to me, gave me a word. And you write that scripture down because at that moment it's coming alive and it's active. Okay. Now I want to say to you, if you are here during this conference... And you are jumping from conference to conference to conference, but you do not have a church or a spiritual family that you are connected to, you need to get connected. You have to get connected to a family. It's very important. Be part of something bigger. God's, God's building His kingdom, and His church is still part of the end plan. That's why we're here. We're here to build the church. That's why we're here. The church is a beacon of hope in areas. When you go to Europe, all over is churches, and churches in Europe are always the highest building in town. And it's a beacon of hope so that people can see that God is moving and give them hope. And that's what churches are today. It's a beacon. It's a place of hope. It's a place that still projects the power of God within cities and within places. Churches are geographically being placed in the right area and in the right place. It's not, by, not a coincidence. When God plants churches, He puts them at the exact place. He puts them at the border post inside. When you enter a city and we can up, come outside of a city, there's border posts where the churches are located. This building, this church, this ground is situated geographically exactly where God wants to be. As I speak to you tonight, I speak into this city. As I speak to you tonight, I speak into this region. I speak into every, every house and every family that's living in this area as we speak tonight. And this is what it is about. We're building God's kingdom. So I want to encourage you. Get connected. Be part of a, of a family somewhere. Be connected. Be an active member. Not just come in and out. Be actively involved. Get a place where you can serve and you can be part. And some, there's so much things <laughs> that needs to be done in a ministry. But be connected. Be part of what God is doing in your city and in your place. Now, when you give, you give into the area where God has placed you. You do not sow into another field or another place. People often look at other ministries that's out there, that's bigger and that's great names, and they think that when they sow their seeds into those places, that there's extra anointing or greater harvest in those places. God places you geographically in a region or an area so that that finances can work in that area and can bring change right there. So this ministry is just a vein in God's kingdom. Like all the other ministries or bigger, whatever size is out there, it's a vein in God's kingdom. It's a vein. You're not going to get more blessed when you sow somewhere else. You sow where God has planted. I want to speak to you because I can tell you, I'm not here to reveal what's happening, but I can tell you what you're sowing where. And you'll be surprised where people are sowing in this building. And I want to encourage those people because God has placed you here. 
has placed you in this region. We're talking about kingdom things now. We're talking about God's kingdom that's advancing. We're not talking about a ministry or a speaker or a church or one course. We're talking about God's kingdom. And God wants to build His kingdom within this area. Okay? There's families that need God in this area. There's families that need to be saved. There's people that need to be here tonight. They need to become actively involved in God's family. Amen? Are you happy with that prophetic word? Amen. Bless you. <laughs> 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. Let's fill it up. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well. That by recalling them, the word recall is to bring in remembrance again, to look at it again, to write it down, to put it up somewhere, to say it, to speak it, to recall it again. So it talks about spiritual warfaring. To do spiritual warfaring has got nothing to do with taking out a plastic sword, a, a Star Wars sword, and fighting demons. Nothing to do with that. That's not spiritual warfare. Okay? If you've got a big sword, it's, it's useless. Okay? Can't fight anything in the spirit with that. That's not spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is to take up the word. That's how we fight. He says, this is how you'll fight. You'll pick up the word. You'll pick up the word. That by recalling the prophecies once made about you, you will fight the battle well. People are losing because they, not, they don't pick up the word. They pick up other things. They try other resources. They try other things. They don't pick up the word. Okay? Now you need to understand tonight that when you look for a demon, he will give you a demonstration. Okay, when you seek that, you'll get that. We don't look for that. God fights it on our behalf. When we walk into a place, when you walk into this area, when you walk into your home, everything that's not from God has to leave that place. Are you with me? I'm no interested. I'm not interested in what the enemy is doing and what his agenda is, what his plan is. I'm interested in God's kingdom and what he wants to do. Okay? So he says, that is how you will fight. By recalling the prophecies once made about you. Fifteen years ago, I received a prophetic word. I went to a church, a pastor friend of mine, stood in a meeting, a prophet from uh, another nation came into the meeting, walked to me, he prophesied a word over my life. I was so moved by that word, I wrote it down in the front of my Bible, the entire word, time, date, his name, then in the front of my Bible, first page, everything that the prophetic word said. When I received that word, I thought it will take about a week for it to come into fulfillment. Nothing, nothing more, more than that. God's going to do it. I was moved at that moment by the anointing and by the power of God that I knew that this is from God and God's going to do it. Okay. <laughs> Fourteen years later, <clears throat> I went to the same church to visit the pastor friend of mine. And uh, we're having coffee before the meeting, and uh, he says to me that I have a, I have a guest speaker here today, and um, he, names, he gives me the name. And I said, I know that guy. He prophesied to me 14 years ago. I took out my Bible. By that time, the page was loose, not in my Bible anymore. So I had the page. I said, this guy prophesied over me. Just the time, the date, and the prophecy that he gave me. Here, here is it. So the meeting started. The prophet is not there yet. Still waiting for him. And uh, so during the worship, he arrives, walks into the meeting, takes the mic, looks at me. He can't remember me. And he starts to prophesy to me the exact same word he gave me 14 years ago. Exact same word. I had the evidence of it. 
Everything was written down. Exact same thing. But something different. He prophesied everything, and when he came to the end, he said, and God says, it's about to happen now. And within a couple of days, the entire word came into fulfillment. The entire word that he gave me. After the meeting, I spoke to him about it. He can't remember me. He can't remember the word that I said, but I wrote it down. I had the time, the date. I knew the word because for 14 years of my life, I warfared with that word. For 14 years, I walked with a piece of paper. I remember at one stage, I weighed it. It was 35 grams, the paper. For 14 years, I walked with a piece of paper. It was 35 grams, but on it was a word from God. For, 35, for, for, <laughs> for 14 years, I walked with that word, and daily, I would look at my circumstances, and my circumstances would be the opposite of that word, the exact opposite. I would look out the window, and I would look at the word, and it would be the opposite. And for 14 years of my life, I had to decide whether I would believe my circumstances that I see every day, or the word that God said He's going to do. Now... It sounds easy, but it was tough. There was times where my own family didn't believe in that. No, I showed them, God's going to do this. And there was times where my own family said, well, maybe, maybe you should let go of that because that's, that's a, it's a little bit big. So there was times where there was no support. No one believed me. No one stood. No one agreed with that. There was times where I had to warfare with that word. There was times where I got upset and I threw that word down. I said, God, I don't want this anymore. This word is becoming a burden to me. It's becoming heavy. I can't carry this anymore. And then the next day I go back to it and I pick it up again because, <laughs> because it gave me purpose. It gave me strength. And this is what you need to realize today. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is when they get a word, they try to carry the word and they don't allow the word to carry them. Okay? So for 14 years, the word sustained me. It carried me. I wanted to give up. I wanted to go against it. But the word carried me. The word went forth, and the word started to work, and it started to open doors and put things into place and create things that didn't exist. So that 14 years later, I could walk into a place that was spoken and then manifest it because of a prophecy. I want you to understand tonight that when a prophecy comes to you, that the prophecy is working at this moment. The prophecy that you received, the promise that God gave you, even while you're sleeping, it's working. It's working. It's busy opening doors. It's busy creating the things that were said, that were spoken at this moment. But the way we warfare is we recall it. We look at that prophecy. Now, we look at that prophecy to strengthen our faith, not to encourage God to do it. We don't have to encourage Him. He's working. Yeah? There were times where, where I said, God, could you need some help? What can I do for you? What do you need? Can you just, you know, do I need to pray for you, God, that you... That's <laughs> how I felt. But you need to know that the Word is working. It's you that need the faith. It's you that need to be strengthened. So we warfare and strengthen ourselves by looking at the word and saying, this is what God said. He said he's going to do this. And he's busy working. And when we look at that, we're busy strengthening our own faith to continue in the journey, to move on through this. 
was in Durban a couple of years ago, and a lady received a prophecy. Her son is seven years old. He received a prophecy about his future, about what God's going to do in his life, and um, uh, specific things, the age of 14. And this is why it's important sometimes when those dates and times are being released. So this prophecy went out over this child. He was seven years old, that when he's 14, that God's going to do this. When he's 20, God's going to do that. Specific dates, seven years old. At the age of eight, he died. Eight years old, died. Something happened, the child took him to the hospital, and uh, his mom went back to get clothes, and then the hospital phone, he said, they said he just passed away. Just passed away. Mother went back, single mother went back, took all the prophecies that she could get over his life, she went back to the hospital, she laid those prophecies upon her child, and a mother raised her own child. <laughs> because there is power in the word, in the word. She had faith, she had those prophecies, those things that were said, and she, she did something, she responded, she took those prophecies and took her child's hand and said, this is what God said is going to do. <laughs> Listen, if your child is unsaved, if your, your children has a word over their lives and they're busy, you know, lingering off and doing their own things, it's time for you to take their hand and take that prophecy and connect them and say, God said He's going to do this in your life. This is the word of your life. <laughs> your life belongs to God. Connect them again to that situation. When your business doesn't look like the prophecy, it is time to connect your business to that prophecy again. Put one hand on your business or on the books and on the prophecy and say, this is what business, this is what God said is going to do. This is the word of the Lord. Do not be moved by natural circumstances of what's happening because it's temporarily. It can change any moment. But God's word still stands. It still stands and it's still active at this moment. In the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 14, David speaks. He says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. David is saying, Lord, anytime during the day when you look at my life, anytime, may the words of my mouth at that moment and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Not just the, word of my, the words of my mouth, but what's happening in my heart at that moment. If you choose any time of the day and you look at me, may what is, whatever is going on in my heart at that moment, may it be pleasing in your sight. You see, there is power when your heart and your words are aligned when they get together. <laughs> it's like a bomb. It's like an explosion. It's like two, two uh, substances. When they are combined, there's explosion. Whenever you speak about what's happening in your heart, when you add that faith and heart to that situation. Now, the biggest miracle that can happen in your life is salvation. There is nothing bigger than that. Nothing. Salvation is the biggest miracle that can take place. In the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says, For we believe in our hearts, and we speak with our mouths. <laughs> when those two come into alignment, that's the biggest miracle. Listen, if believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth can give you everlasting life, it can give you other things as well. It can do other things as well. There's power in that. There must be power in other things as well. Now, when it comes to, I want to speak to you about briefly about our confession. A confession is something that we stand for. 
companies and businesses and ministries today have confessions. The confession is that's what they believe and that's what they stand for. They have their name and their confession. Now, every person in this room has a confession. You have something that a brand or a slogan or something that's connected to your life. When someone look at your life, they before they before they mention your name, they mention your confession. They say, "This is Pastor Eric." Well, Pastor Eric is a good teacher because the confession is speaking for him because they see that in his life. They see that confession. Now, your greatest confession that you have is your daily conversations because you can say that I believe in breakthroughs, but then in your conversations, you can speak about all the negative things that's happening out there. Now, some of the greatest prophecies that goes out, some of the greatest prophecies happens during lunchtime. During lunchtime, when people get together and they start to speak about what's happening, they start, they start to speak about the economy. They start to speak about these things. And at that moment, there is agreement. The word tells us that wherever there is two in agreement. It doesn't say when two people agree about good things, it'll happen. It says when two people are in agreement, so shall it be. When two people agree. So I looked at my own life and I built this filter in my brain. Whenever, it's, whenever someone is negative, I just switch my brain off. I build this thing into my brain. And, and um, so I just, I, I will be in a conversation. As soon as they're negative, then my brain just switches off. But I don't want them to feel bad. So I just continue to stand there. I don't listen to what they're saying. And then, and then uh, as they speak, I just say, yes, 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 yes. But I'm not really listening. But the challenge with that is I realize that I'm busy agreeing with what they're saying. <laughs> I'm not listening, but I'm agreeing. Now, when you want to lose friends, be positive. Because people don't like that. They want you to agree with them that the economy is failing. They want you to agree with them that the president is failing. They want you to agree with that. And as soon as you don't agree with their negativity, it's always strange to me how people would curse their own ground that they're living in. That's very strange. They speak about their own president of the nation that they're living in. <laughs> they don't realize that their children have to grow up in that place. <laughs> I want to say to you, there's going to be a time where you're going to leave, but your children are staying. At least speak life on their behalf. If you didn't experience the promised land, let them experience the promised land. Let them grow up in a place full of milk and honey. Don't, don't curse the, the, the ground. Don't curse the place that you are living in. The city that you are in, the people that are, that are governing the area where you are, speak life over them. Be in conversations where you speak at what they are doing right, at how they are doing good things, not just the bad things. And every person has some kind of weakness. And we can focus on that or we can start to speak. Now, what I've learned is that people have more faith about the negative things than the positive things. Because they speak about negative things and it happens. But when they speak about positive things, it doesn't happen. Because when they speak about negative things, they're in it with all their heart. <laughs> they agree with that. But when they try to speak life, they speak it, but they don't believe it in their hearts. 
They're trying positive confirmations and confessions <laughs> at that moment. But their hearts are not aligned with their words. They don't believe that God can do it. They just they try to, to convince themselves or encourage themselves to be positive. But when our hearts and, and voices, when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, when it comes to, into alignment, suddenly there's a different power at work. Suddenly things start to happen and it is manifested because those, it is aligned, that power, those two substances are coming together and that explosion is there. I want you to read with me the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 14. We did that. Psalms 45, verse 1. I'll end with that. Psalms 45, verse 1. He says, My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. Not just a writer, a skillful writer. <laughs> we are busy speaking things into existence. Recalling things into being. And if I, <laughs> if I call down an angel today, and the uh, angel of the Lord stands here, and the angel of the Lord says to you that as you leave this room tonight, that everything that you say will come into existence. Many of you are not going to speak for a week. Because suddenly you're going to be careful what you're going to say. Because the angel of the Lord said, no, it's going to happen. I want to say to you tonight, whatever you speak will come to pass. Whatever you say will come to pass. And tonight I'm here to prophesy over your life. And I say, whatever you say, let it be. Whatever you speak, whatever you say, I declare tonight, let it be. Let it be. Let it come into fulfillment. Let it be manifested. Let it be. Whatever you say, whatever you speak, let it be from this moment on. Let it come into existence. Let it be manifested as you speak. As you speak. I declare tonight, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Every situation in your life, let it, the things that you speak, let it be. Let it come to pass as you speak it. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. You with me? <laughs> I said uh, on, um, on Sunday night that, you know, in the spirit, the you know, angels don't, they don't know the difference between, between uh, the truth and jokes. The Holy Spirit don't know the difference that, you know, when we speak in the truth. He takes everything that we say as truth. Angels take everything you say as truth. They take it, they take it as, you said it, because when it comes to creation, you are the only part of creation that can create like God creates. That has that power to speak things into existence. That can call the things <laughs> that are not. The angels can create. They can't speak things into existence. They don't have that capacity. They are serving spirits. So when you say it, they say, let's make it happen. <laughs> he said it. We're going to back it. Don't let your own words work against you. Your own words. I listen to people how they speak about their children. 
things they say over their children. And then 10 years later, that exact same thing happened, and then they're upset. They said that's going to happen with his future. That say, they said it. Don't speak death over them. Speak life over them. Don't wait until, <laughs> until they're in their 20s and they've lost the way. While they grow up, speak life over them. Grab them, anoint them, prophesy with them, speak over them. Prophesy seems to be a big word. Because if I say to you prophesy, I think, well, well, just speak. But the angels know when you're speaking, you prophesy. So just speak over them. Because as you speak, those things will come to pass. Let it be. Whatever you say, whatever you call forth, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Situations are not going to change until we speak life into it. We are sitting in seasons right now that we spoke or that we prophesied last year. If you want to be in a different place, you're going to have to speak different things. If you're going to continue to say the same thing, this cycle is going to go on and on and on. Yeah, but I'm saying good things and there's no change yet. Continue to speak. Continue to speak because that cycle needs to change. Yeah, but I'm speaking life and it's been three months later and nothing is. Continue to speak. Continue to speak life. Continue to speak until it breaks, until it turns, until the cycle is broken completely. And then continue to speak good seed into the ground. Continue to speak because you are prophesying over 2019 right now. You're speaking life now over 2019 into situations right now at this moment. Amen? Amen. People can get a prophecy on Sunday, and then on Monday, they can speak the exact opposite thing that they received. This is how we warfare. We pick up that word. We pick that, not the true, not what we think is truth or natural. We pick up that word and we put it up. Write down those prophecies. I've learned with prophecies that, you know, you might receive a prophecy today and it might mean nothing to you. And then tomorrow it changes your life. Just, just keep it. Don't be critical about it. Don't be negative about it. Just keep that prophecy and see what God's busy doing. As children of God, God tries to prepare us for things to come. He speaks to us from the future, from that place. He speaks to us. So that when the moment comes, that we're not surprised by it, that we're ready to enter into it, that we're ready to possess it because we are prepared for it. God doesn't want us to jump down a mountain and then suddenly, Lord, okay, I need a word now. There's some storms that's coming. God wants you to prepare for a storm. Listen, it's better to go through a storm with a word than without a word. When you go through a storm without a word, you've got nothing to hold on. Then it's help all the way. But when you have a word, suddenly you go through a storm and you have peace. You're not moved by what's happening because you know it's going to work out. You know it's going to be okay. You know what God said. You know, you know what the end result looks like. <laughs> Amen? I want to encourage you tonight, there's invitations that's coming. God is speaking to you. He's speaking to you. And he's waiting for that response. He's waiting for the response. Don't delay it. 
don't wait any longer. There's people that's in the building. I heard yesterday or today, I heard of things that started to happen where God has spoken to people and they took those steps. They're responding to what God has spoken to them about. Respond. Respond. Step out there. <laughs> Put yourself in that position, in that place where you're totally dependent on God. Totally dependent. Put yourself out there. I want you to know that God will not let you fail. He'll not let you fail. He'll make a way. <laughs> His word is busy working for you at this moment. It's busy preparing the way, getting things into place as we speak. Amen. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want to prophesy over situations quickly before we move on and start to to speak to people individually. If you're here tonight, and as I've spoken to you, at that moment when I said, let it be, when he spoke about these things, about the cards that is handed out, at that moment, you saw the situation. You saw the thing that you're trusting God for right now. If you saw that, I want you to stand in your own life. You saw exactly what it was connected with. I want you to stand. <laughs> I'm standing in agreement with you right now. He says, where there's two in agreement. I'm just standing with you in agreement. I see what you see. I agree with that. I agree that God is going to <laughs> change that situation. I, I agree. Let it be. Let, let God's word be. Let his promises come into fulfillment. Let the breakthrough come, whatever it is. So as you're standing right now, I declare over you, let it be. I declare, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Thank you, Father, for his life. I declare, let it be. I stand with him in agreement. Let it be. In Jesus' name. Let it be. Let it be. I declare with her, let it be. Let it be. Let it be, Lord. Pray with him. I stand in agreement. Let it be. Let it be, Lord. You will be glorified through, <laughs> through this. You will receive glory. Let it be. I declare over my brother today, let it be. Let it be. I call it forth. Let it be. Let it be. I prophesy to every one of these situations. Let it be. Let it be. Your word says where there is two in agreement. And tonight we are standing on that word. I stand with you in agreement. We stand on the word together and we declare, let it be in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Can you shout breakthrough? breakthrough? No, no, like you mean it. Can you shout breakthrough? I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe see that. Thank you. Thank you. Just stand for a moment. Stand. You married, right? Okay. You still married? That's good. Just want to make sure. I'm so excited about this season in your lives. And I want you to know tonight, I hear the Lord saying that he's in complete in control of everything that is happening. Complete in control. And God has planned it all along. He's planned all along. There's major shifts and changes that's coming. And for a season, you will be uncomfortable or out of your comfort zone. A place where it's been comfortable in every, every area of your life. When it comes to home, when it can, even your car, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to drive, drive someone else's car even for a season. Uncomfortable how things are going to happen for a season. But then I think that God's starting to build. 
everything, pick up everything, everything that he has for you. Now, there's been things that's been released years ago. <laughs> it's been spoken into existence. And I want you to know that God, God's got this. He's got this. You don't have to be afraid now. You don't have to start to pray now. You don't have to start to, you know, God has already prepared you for years, even when it comes to things in the natural that you're trusting for. And as we speak, God is putting resources together and is adding everything that you need to, for it to happen. Now, there's a major release that's coming throughout your life. So a major release that's coming throughout your mouth. It's been prepared and prepared, and you're good. When it comes to you know, your skills and natural abilities and talents that you have, nothing wrong with that. But there is, it seems it is like a fountain that has built up. And it's good, but it's going to explode. It's good, but it's going to explode. And God's, I, say, I sense that where God is taking you, that where He's taking you will be a place where the explosion will start to happen, where suddenly giftings will start to work in a completely different level. You're going to step out in things that is crazy, things where you, I see things that's happening and you, as a couple, you're looking at each other and you're saying that this is not us. This is, this is not what we normally do. You know, we, we plan and we, we don't, this is not us. But suddenly how things start to happen. So I say it's faith that's rising inside your spirit as you, you know, there is, there is faith and giftings that's often also assigned to a location. And to the place where you're going, there's things that's assigned to that place. And God is using you to, set, to, to, re, to bring the release and to set the activation time for that. Now, since how you are stepping into something else, and God's been preparing this for years, and He has called many, but every time just before the breakthrough come, came, they left. And there's, there's, that's why I say to you that there's this, this moment of uncomfortableness. But you have to set it through and stand through this because you're going to set it off. You're going to be the couple. You're going to be the one that will set it off. And as you preach, there'll come a boldness upon you like never before to call things out in the Spirit, to call healings. And not just healing, but prophecy and to speak about giftings and explosion is coming where at that moment there is a release like people have never, never seen before. And the people think it's who you are. They, they're going to think that it's all normal. This is what God has brought us. But you're stepping into something that is new for you and that's fresh for that region and that area to be released at that moment. I really sense geographically how God has really positioned you exactly where you need to be. There's something about that area. There's something about that place. So many negative things that have set, and I see events that has happened in the past, but negative things that's connected to that town and to that place. But God is lifting it completely from that area and from that region. It's like there's, there's death and so many, but God is lifting it completely as you step into that place. So your mandate in purpose is beyond the church. It's not just about the church. It's not just about the place there. It's about that region, okay? I hear the Lord saying that the apostolic is starting to increase in your life. The apostolic is starting to increase, starting to flay. And in years to come, you will train pastors. You will train prophets. You will train evangelists. You will prepare them and train them, uh, um, train them and send them from that location and from that area. God is uh, aligning or bringing young people into your life. I see a couple of young, young adults or young people that has a passion for souls. They are relentless. They are, there's a fire that burns inside them to save any, anything that moves and breathes. But God is sending them to you. And I sense how you're training them and equipping them, how just helping them because they have been thrown out of places. 
but God sending them to you and you training them and preparing them to go out into places and to be effective out there in those areas. One of your biggest strengths is to put systems in place, to put systems and work things out, put things in place. And this is one of the areas where as a couple, when it comes to worship, everything from the parking to the pulpit, everything, where God will use you to go into areas to put systems and things into place immediately. Because I see you walking into a room and immediately your brain is calculating everything. You're working out exactly what's how many people, how many chairs, what is that, everything is just there. You know, there's a template that you have that God has given you. And God will use that as a couple. That's where your strength is where it will use you. Not just in that church, but in many other ministries to put systems and things in place to help churches and ministries to function on an optimum level where they can reach you know, the, the highest capacity they can. There's a lot of ministries there that's missing it some area, and there's small adjustments that has to be made, and you'll make those adjustments, and it will help them. There's also a Bible school that's connected to where you are that will be birthed in that area. See, a Bible school, some training, equipping, it's happening from that place. Now, see, the building already where you are, where <clears throat> from the first moment where you step into that building, where the first moment expansion already starts starting to build immediately. Immediately, expansion starts. I see classrooms as being added to that building and expansion places happening right there where you're preparing to train and equip the, the people. God's saying don't worry about the numbers and the people. It's a season of training leadership, training the core team, training the heart, training, training you know, your, your core people to be around you. And after that, the numbers will come. After that, the groups and people will come. But you have a, it's a short season. I sense in the spirit, it's almost like a revival that's about to happen. It's almost something that's inevitable. It's going, it's going to happen. And there's a season of training, and it's months. It's not years. It's months where you have to prepare and get things into place. And then suddenly, there's an influx of people and things that's happening within that area and that region. There is a, a, a political person, like a governor or someone in that area that's very well known, and people respect him very well. Now see how God is connecting you with, with this man, this older man, connecting you with him. And just a great relationship that starts to flow between the two of you. He will be against you in the beginning, but he will be your greatest supporter in the end. He will turn in your favor and he'll be your greatest supporter when it comes to the end. He's going to open up so many things for you. He's going to open places for you that was closed. He's going to open up schools to you. He's going to open up areas that was closed. And he's going to fight for you to get into those places and to reach people. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Amen. You may be seated. When I look at you, I see a crown. And I want you to know that God is so pleased with you. It's like your ears are open to his voice. So although you will take the lead, you need to listen to what she says, because she can hear the voice of God really very clearly, especially to the direction that you need to go. I see it's like a compass that's spinning around, and, and you, the Lord will tell you now, and then you need to move. So you need to be sensitive to what she says in the right season. And then the Lord says that you are such a good steward. Is it what it's called, stewardship? with what he has given you, and he's going to trust you. I see like your hands are literally just open, and checks, people are writing checks, but I mean a lot of zeros, I think it's like millions, you know, and it's, it's passing through you, and God, there will be a season where you will hold on to some of it, you know, there will be blessing always in your life, but I see God using you as a vessel, continuous vessel 
for millions and millions. And his kingdom is going to be so blessed financially through you. Amen. Amen. Um, he's very good in taking up the offering. He's very good at receiving the offering. I want to give my underwear when he speaks. I'm like, just take everything. I can have everything. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Okay. <laughs> he's very good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What's your name, uh, ma'am? With the, with the, what's your name? Yes. Sorry? Retha. Please stand. Do you know him? You don't know him. You want to know him? <laughs> What's your name? Josiah. Thanks. You can stand, Josiah. Thank you. You don't know each other at all. How old are you? 20. And you? 35. When you were born? What, what month? January 17th. And you? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Are you married? With your husband? Okay. Taking care of the children. I understand that. Don't worry. We just lock them in the trunk of the car and <laughs> leave. And pray that they will be fine. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Father, for her life. Thank you, Lord. For you to be here is part of God's plan and transformation plan of your life. And the Lord has been so gentle with you throughout the years and on your journey. I know that you're trusting God to move. You're trusting Him. And you have the faith for things to happen quickly and move faster. You've been praying, saying, Lord, we're trusting you. Things has to pick up. But God... He's saying that he's moving at your pace because he's more interested in your life than all the other things that's out there. You are his project. And God is busy working with you. He's been so patient and gentle with you because he wants you to get to the end result and be complete. And over the years, he's been working when it comes to your heart and your character, integrity, and dealing with things in yourself. And I sense that that season is coming to an end where God is now starting to work on the other things. When I look at you, I see within you that, you know, God is, you are clean, clean. I want you to know tonight you're standing in front of the Lord and you are pure. There's a purity that's upon you. That's fear. And the Lord has been cleansing you and purifying you for what he wants to do in the future. The enemy tried to corrupt so many things throughout your life. But God has been your helper. He's been your protector. And the enemy will not succeed, will not come to pass. God's hand is upon your life. And from little girl, the Lord has been protecting you for his purpose and plan that he has for you in the future. What do you do for a living right now at this moment? Do what? Do you enjoy that? Okay. You, you'll de- be there for, uh, for a season, but it is coming to an end. And I sense that the door is closing. Now, you'll be there. You love people. And you'll be there just for the people. It's never been to you about the money or the income or anything like that. Just the people. But there is a business inside you. You're a businesswoman. And it comes to putting things into place. You're such a good steward with that. And I sense the plan of the Lord is for you to have your own business. And the Lord is putting things into place. And you'll have many staff that will work for you, specific ladies that will work for you. And God will give you favor with them and also to speak into their lives and to train them. I sense the business God is opening for you. I see clothing, 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 clothing. And God, how God will use that. It's just a source. It's something that's connected to you. It's an open door that God is giving to you. But it is going to work, and it's financially, it's going to be a major blessing inside your life. It's never been about that. The Lord wants to bless you so that you can be a greater blessing to people as well. Now, things that how God is using that business also as a ministry field to train women and to speak in their lives and to help them and see how He's sending you certain women for seasons, and they will be there. And while they're there, that you're speaking into their lives and you're helping them. 
to get on their feet again and to deal with things, personal things in their own lives because they are under your radar and they're there. And he's sending, sending specific uh, women and people to you so you can help them to stand up and to go out. There's a mighty testimony that you have. You look at your life and what happened, you think it's insignificant. It's powerful. It's powerful. You carry a powerful testimony. And God is going to use that powerfully to touch many women's lives. And I see on an individual basis that these women are coming, and as, you, as they work for you and under you, how they went to the exact same thing. And suddenly, you speak into their lives, and you help them to overcome that. And in certain cases, how you help them to prevent it, as you speak into their lives. Because you'll deal, you'll, you, God's going to use you to accelerate things in their own lives so they jump these hurdles and they don't go through the same things that you went. So it's a mighty testimony that God's about to start to use in your life at this moment. Amen. Bless you. Let me be seated. Thank you. Let me start talking then. What's your name, sis? Sam. <laughs> Josiah. How old are you? 20? 20. Okay. And what do you do for a living? Christ for the nations. Okay. You do your homework? You do? You're working hard? You're a hard worker? In church, you're not allowed to lie. <laughs> you do. You can do better. Come on. You've got an incredible mind and capacity. And I want to encourage you tonight to step it up a little bit. You have great capacity. And God wants to use you far greatly. You're very, your mind is, um, is, you've got an incredible mind when it comes to taking in information and remembering things. But I sense how you get bored quickly. And when you get bored and your mind is drifting and you're out there, and God, I see how you're doing studying things simultaneously at the same time. And how you, you are activating your mind to, be take, to take in more information at the same time. I see how you're doing, it is like you're doing two courses at the same time. Simultaneously, doing two things at the same time. But your mind has the capacity for that and to learn and to learn quickly. Now God is teaching you and training you for what he wants to do in the future. There's a season where... Your life, <laughs> your future was in the hands of the enemy, and he had a plan for you. But God, it shifted completely, and now God's going to use your life for his will and for his purpose. When it comes to young people, God's going to use you to be very effective in young people. I see your life connected to Mexico. So you go to Mexico, and I see young people being saved, transformed, and changed through your words and through your speaking. Now, what you are going to do is different. It's not the same. It's not natural. It's not like the normal norm is of doing, I see you walking down the streets with masses of young people. Masses of young people. You're walking down the street with these young people. And it's completely different. It'll be a youth movement that will be born throughout your life that is not limited to a church or to a building. Not limited to that. I see how you will take it out on the streets. And there will be a movement of God throughout your life and throughout young people's lives through the streets of Mexico. Through the streets, walking down. There's a protection that God is adding to your life and to this group of people that's with you that no harm will ever come close to them. But I see how you're walking and marching and crossing boundaries and areas that's territorial that belongs to the enemy that was, that was given to him. But as you walk through those areas, that angels are accompanying you at that moment and that, and that curse, that thing is broken at that moment when you walk through that thing. It's broken at that moment and suddenly God starts to move. I see a community of people that is bound by, bound by, um, by demonic things. And I see how they, they are trying to get released, but it's, it's, they're bound to it. A community. And how you move in through that area and that entire community 
is set free and it's lifted from them. And suddenly they can, they can pursue God um, because of the curse or the demonic work that's broken in that area without saying anything, without doing anything, just by being there, just by the presence that you have and the people that's accompanying you as you walk down the streets and through those areas. I see uh, how the enemy has planned a situation to happen where he wanted to take your life. But I sense how God is adjusting future events where it will not come close to you. <laughs> He's adjusting. He made that adjustment already, that you are protected from that. And even now, as I speak to you, I declare that it will not come close to you. It will not come close to you. It will not touch you. Okay? I want to say to you that, Lord, in this season, that God is, um, is activating or starting that fire again in your life. He's activating. And there is a seriousness that's coming upon you, where you're starting to realize that, well, this is serious. This is not just the word. This is not just, just you know, Bible school. This is warfare. This is some powerful things that God wants to do, and that's assigned to my life. And I sense that you are, you are pulling down the mantle that God has for you and for your life. It's still hanging on you, but you are pulling it down, and it's resting upon your shoulders. And suddenly you are stepping into greater things that you've always desired in your life. It's an increase of dreams that's coming. As look into your dreams, things that's happening, these fights and things that's happening in your dreams. How are you conquering things within your dreams? But it is connected to natural events. It's all symbolic. But in natural events, God is showing you the victories in your dreams that you're about to have in your life and within the future. I want to say to you, write down those things. <laughs> write it down, the dreams that you have. Some people will think you're crazy. It doesn't matter what they think. Just write it down and keep it because you will see how God is speaking to you already symbolically about things uh, that will happen in the future. Where's your mom? Sorry? You shared it. What's her name? Sorry? I pray for her right now that she will receive a touch from God. Right now at this moment. Right now. Right now. I declare that any form of attack upon her life will leave now. At this moment, it will lift. I command everything surrounded upon that home right now to leave that place. Your mother is precious. She longs, belongs to God. God, uh, God has a calling and purpose for life at this moment. It will not come close to her. I declare it. I release it right now. Speak life over her, life over her body, life over her life in Jesus' name. Your yes. mother your mother's, is, uh, <laughs> she's got a strong word of encouragement. See how she's always walking, busy encouraging people, but she's prophesying. And as she's encouraging, she's prophesying that things are coming to pass, what she's, what she's saying. And I declare that any has been, been attacking that in her life, but it's lifting as of this moment, is lifting from her life. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Be seated. He's telling me, you need to be quick. He's taking off. Where, where, where's the drummer? Oh, there you are. Can you, can you? I like him too. Can you stand up for me? Oh. The Lord showed me as um, you played last night that, that sound, that rhythm, that there's a certain rhythm in your life that's been repeated and repeated cycles. But God said that there's a song in heaven with a rhythm that your life will become like that song. It's a new rhythm. It's breaking. You're like this barrier breaker. 
And it's, and it's such a beautiful song that you need to understand that there's so much favor upon your life that whatever you touch, His favor will go before it, will be there at that moment, but it will also stay behind. And by that, there's a certain smell among you, surrounding you. And you with this, you need to understand that the only sins in your body that's connected to a memory is the smell sense, okay, to smell. And I'm talking about secular people. I'm not talking about Christians. Normal people, will, when they will pass by you in the shopping mall, will they, they will say, but what is the smell I smell? I smell something. And it will awaken certain memories in them and bring forth healing. You know, when, when, you, when you're very hungry and you walk past a place where you smell food, it awakens something. There's something that's drawn to it. And then it will be like, you will be like a magnet. And people will come to you that will not know the Lord. And they will say, what is upon your life? I want it. So you need to be ready to feed the hungry. And God will equip you for it. Okay. Amen. Amen. There's some things you just have to walk away from. Are you with me? Just walk away from it. Don't try to deal with it. Don't try to just walk away. Just walk away from those things. Okay, it's just wasting your time, slowing you down. Just walk away from it. Okay, amen. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> amen. Uh, what's your name, man? There at the back. What's your name? Yeah, ma'am, what's your name? Yeah. Linda. Linda, please stand. Linda. What do you do for a living, Linda? You're retired. Can I have your job? You want to swap? <laughs> That's awesome. We, what you retired from? What did you do before that? Sorry? Okay. Now, God is calling you back into working again. So I hear that you retired, but there's, your purpose is not finished, and God wants to use you. I see a place um, that you're working from where you're feeding people, clothing people, helping them, and touching those people that no one wants to touch. But God has given you a heart, and I sense that God is connecting resources to that. I sense an outreach program that's taking place, and it's huge and very effective. It's got everything in place, but they don't have a key figure person that can do it. And I sense how God is connecting you to that, and you're starting to go out, and all the resources are being supplied, everything that's needed. But our God is using you to touch the people that no one wants to be touched. And as you're doing that, how children's lives are being restored, and women's lives are being restored by reaching out to them. Now, it is something that's not necessarily ministry or Christian, where it's not focused on that. The focus is on clothing and feeding people. But I sense even that will become a bridge for you to touch them and to minister to them as individuals and speak into their lives there. Now, God is accelerating things in your own life when it comes to your children. See how, your, your, how many children do you have? Three children. God is touching them, all three of them in this season. Are you, um, where, where are, where's your children? Okay, another one? Who was the third one? Arkansas. Now, all three of your children will be touched, and God is touching their lives because of you and your prayers. But specifically, this son of yours that's in Arkansas. God is touching his life. God's moving in his life at this moment. He's made some bad choices, but God is bringing adjustments to that and helping him. 
when it comes to his own relationships in his life, the Lord is touching that and bringing restoration in relationships. He's made, he's made some bad choices and he's been influenced by people. And as I speak right now, I see that God is lifting the veil from him, helping him to see clearly and have an understanding of things because it is a lie. And he's giving, telling him a lie and it's not the truth. So I declare right now that he will see the truth. He will know the truth and it will come back to God and, and move in unity with God and God's plan for his life at this moment. I see accounting and things on him. I see he's busy with numbers and calculating things and how God uses him powerfully in that area in his life. But I want you to know tonight that your life is valuable and your time is not over yet. And when it comes to God's call for you, God is giving you the strength, even your physical body right now, to be able to do it and to sustain you. There's been times where your body's really been giving you a lot of challenges and it's been delaying you, keeping you back. I declare right now that God is dealing with that. I speak healing over your body. When you leave this room today, that you will not be held back or dragged back, that this body will come into unity and that God will give you the strength and the energy to do it. Because you said, I'll do it, Lord, but it's always been your health, your health. Well, it's ending right now. I declare that right now that God is changing your health, touching you. I see something in your blood as I speak to you now, that in your blood, that God is making adjustments within your blood. It's changing things. Bring it into, I call health, perfect health in, into that completely. Have you struggled with diabetes or anything that's connected to that in, in the past? Have you ever struggled with diabetes in the past, ever? No diabetes. Well, let's do this. I declare also right now this moment that you will never struggle with that. Never. It will not come close to you. It will not touch you. I come against it now. It's not your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless you, man. Can I ask you to stand up? What is your name? Pamela. Pamela? Okay. As he was talking, the Lord showed me there was a season in your life where angels were so drawn to you that it was like your mouth was like honey. And it stirred heaven because of the faith and the things that you spoke because of what you saw and what God revealed to you. And then something happened in your life that made you silent. And it's almost like the honey disappeared and bitterness came forth. But God says that through forgiveness and through that healing, that the angels are still drawn to the honey inside of you. And it will come forth again. Okay, And it, it will bless the generations to come. Because you're a woman of faith and of prayer. And know that your prayer, your prayers is like this, this incense to heaven. And they're drawn to it. It is not in vain. Every prayer that you pray will come forth. Okay. Amen. Thank you. Where's our keyboard player and our drummer? Come on, get on stage. And you play that good sounds that you did. Come on, get on stage. And we're going to close the meeting. We're going to end. And uh, we're going to declare, let it be, let it be, let it be. Whatever you're trusting for, let it be. I'm going to shift the atmosphere. We call it forth in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you to be here tomorrow night and on Wednesday with uh, uh, Prophet, Pastor, Bishop Daniel Cloman. Uh, it was good to spend time with him yesterday. He's very quiet, but he's got a lot to give. 
It's like a, it's like a silent explosion. <laughs> he's, he looks quiet, but, but he's got a lot to release. There's so much inside him. So I, wanna, I want you to understand that just by being in the presence that the shift is happening. It's not about the prophecy or the individual prophecy. Just by being in that corporate anointing, that corporate presence, it is, it is shifting. It's happening. And this is what we hear together. There's corporate faith here. There's faith to produce miracles, faith to produce breakthroughs. And I want you to tap into that, to connect yourself to that and say, let it be. Draw from the Spirit. <laughs> Draw from that anointing that's lingering in the atmosphere. Connect yourself to that. Look beyond the natural stuff that you see in your own life and connect to that and say, the power is here to change my life, to have effect upon me. I receive that. Amen. Amen. Lady there at the back, the blonde there, there in the corner, just stand up. Yes, just stand up. Put both of your hands in the air like you don't care. Just put it up. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I declare that your breakthrough is coming. I declare that you, you, what you're asking God for in the car on the way here, I declare let it be. I declare let it be. I declare all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is alive and active within you. All nine gifts. I see that God has called you to be an intercessor to pray. And as you pray, shifts is starting to take place shifts mighty shifts there was a season where people didn't understand you didn't understand what you're saying didn't understand it but God is bringing clarification to your voice and to your communication that people would understand what you're meaning what you're trying to, to verbalize to speak there's people that has called you strange but at least you're strange for God for Him God's going to use you mightily I say that this is your season and this is your time now it's been years of preparation. It's been the right time at the wrong season, but it's aligning right now. Aligning right now. There was times where you ran beyond your purpose, and there was times where you were left behind. But at this moment, there's perfect, perfect alignment that's coming to your life. Perfect alignment. I declare that you are at the right place at the right time. Right place at the right time. Godly things are starting to happen. Visitations and breakthroughs at the airport, at the airport, and wherever you go, at that moment, God has assigned things to your life. I sense that God is putting people back into place. There is people that is part of your future, they're part of the journey. And God is reconnecting them again to your life and adding the people that need to be there in this moment. Your Lord saying, do not worry about finances. Don't worry about those things. Step out in faith. God will not, not let you down, not let you fall. Step out in faith and move, and you'll see what God will do through your life in this season and in this moment. I care. Maybe see them. Thank you. Thank you. So with the, the pink shirt there, yes, stand, please. Thank you, Father. I declare breakthrough in his life. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. I speak healing to you right now. Healing. Healing to you. And healing will come to your life, but also through your life to other people. People will be touched and healing will come to them. I want to ask you tonight to pray for people. Put your hands on people and pray. And pray. You're just a vessel. Don't make it so complicated. You're making things complicated. Working, you know, God speaks and then you, you work it out. And it takes weeks to work it out. It's time to act, it's time to respond, it's time to just step out and you will see 
God is giving you the faith right now to take giant steps. It's a giant steps that you're taking. Giant steps. And as you're taking that step, how suddenly God's putting everything into, into place that when you step that it manifests at that moment and in, in that area of your life. I declare that everything that you've lost in the past is coming back to you. Everything you lost. Everything that the enemy took from you. I had made some bad choices, but I thank God that He's gracious. And I want you tonight to stop blaming you for those, yourself for those choices. Because the enemy is using it against you. He's accusing you, saying it's your fault. It's not your fault. We all have made mistakes. Jesus died on the cross. He paid a price. And I declare that from this moment that you are free from any bad choices you've made in the past. But from this moment on, you will start to make good choices, godly choices. God will give you wisdom and understanding how things operate, how it works. And you will see the results and the harvest of that. Do you have a brother? Where's your brother? Stand. Give your brother. Thank you, Lord. There's a connection it's between the two of you. Are you? This is the connection is flowing between the two of you. I see a season that you went together, both of you. And through the season, one was broken and one was saved. One was broken, one was saved. It affected one of you, but it didn't affect the other one. And in this season I speak about, it affected you, but it didn't affect him. It didn't, it didn't touch him, it didn't, touch, didn't come close to him. But I sense that in this season, how God is uniting the two of you together again to stand. I want you to know that your relationship, your friendship, your your uh, you're as brothers that the enemy tried to do so so many things in the past to divide the two of you to come against you things happen and um, you've said things but I declare tonight peace between the two of you peace between the two of you peace between the two of you there's great ventures that's waiting for you in the future great ventures and great things but you are both of you are connected to it both of you will be part of that in the future both of you have, a, have inventions that's inside you. Both of you. But I sense an invention. I sense something that needs to be birthed. And it's split into two. And half of it is placed in you and half of it's in you. And I sense how you're standing together. And only when you're standing together, how it is birthed. How it's manifested in the natural. How it comes into place. When I say inventions, I speak about business. I speak about natural things, not spiritual things. A natural thing is coming into place. It's happening when, you, when you, that your minds is combined, the two of you. When you sit together, when you plan together, when you work together. You are opposites. You know, the way you think, you're definitely opposites. But when you combine that, you get something powerful. Because where you lack, where you lack, you're strong. And the same thing the other way. Where he lacks, you fill that gap, you fill that place. And God is bringing you back together. Now I want to ask you, stand together. Don't let anything come against you. Not that anything split you or push you away from each other. Stand together in this season because God wants to do something powerful through the two of you. Amen? Bless you. Amen. I want you to stand with me, please. Stand with me. Just for a moment, we're finishing. I want you to prophesy and declare over your own life, let it be. Just for a moment. I want you to look at the things that's happening in your life at this moment, whatever you need, whatever you're trusting God for. I want you to declare over your life, let it be. Let it be. I want you to look at that situation. Look at that place. See it. See it in your mind. See that place. See that area and declare with me, let it be. 
Would you look at that place? See that place. See it. I want I pray a crystal picture of that area in your life right now. You're speaking into the future, speaking into that place. I'm going to count to three, and at three, I want you to shout, let it be. I want you to shout, let it be. With faith in your heart, I want you to confess. With faith in your heart. Faith in your heart that God's going to do it. Look at that thing. Look at that situation. Look at that place. Look at that family member. I want you to look at that situation. See a crystal picture of it. And let's prophesy into that place. One, God, I declare that our words will be heard. Two, I declare that things will gravitate now into that direction. Three, what you say? I want you to look at the person next to you. Look at the person next to you. I want you to tell, say to them, let it be. Let it be. Someone in another direction right now, I want you to look at that. Say, tell them, let it be. Amen. Let's come on. Let's give God a God hand. Prophet Andre, um, for you, there's a, uh, I saw him, um, you're writing something. I don't know how to explain what you're writing, but you're just sitting and resting on this thing that was spinning. It was almost like a merry-go-round, but it's moving, it was moving through these concrete columns. And uh, the, the Lord is saying that what is difficult for man is very easy for him. And he's got you surrounded to simply move gracefully through very difficult situations. What would stop someone when they see concrete, they see hindrance? God's got you in a flow right now. And it is no, it is nothing. It's it's easy. It's restful. So, um, Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Andre and for what he and Zandia have poured out here tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that you have a rest for them, a rest and ease for them, Lord, when they could be hindered, when they could be seeing the difficulties or the impossibilities. But, Lord, you have them now in a place where you're moving them, you're shifting you're the one who is propelling them. And I thank you, Lord, that there is no hindrance. There is no wall. There is nothing too difficult for our God. So now rest and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's say this together. Let's just lift our hands toward heaven one last time here tonight. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be to me according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you for being here tonight, tomorrow night.
Pastor Roxanne, you want to say anything to him? You want to, you want to say anything before we come up? Just, oh, okay, okay, just hang on. She has something for Andre. So, just, so um, uh, God's going to give you some acres, and uh, it would seem like uh, an impossibility to get these particular acres, but you're going to get them almost for nothing, but they're worth millions. And hardly anyone will notice that they're worth millions, but you'll know. And you will reap a great harvest when you sell this property. You will get this property. It is already assigned to the both of you. It will come into your hands, and when it leaves your hands, you will never lack anything. Just greet everybody right quick. Hi. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Um, I, I can confirm uh, the word that you gave to me. I, I just want you to know that just about three or four days ago, uh, Danny, my assistant, and I were sitting in the office with a businessman helping him make corrections. And I uh, want, want you to know that I already speak to thousands of business people in the nation through a man who comes to our church and he tells me this. He, he goes out and, and speaks publicly all over the United States. He's a He's a Fox News contributor, and he comes to our church. He says, Pastor, I just go teach him what you teach me. So you're just right on target. We're, we're just uh, growing in wealth all the time. Thank you, Jesus. So thank you for that word. I embrace that. Let it be. Amen. I'm really excited to give you words tomorrow night. I believe God has something really good. I like the breakthrough. I'm going to go with turnaround. And I believe there's turnaround, and it looks like particularly financially we'll be headed that way tomorrow night. So uh, we'll come and bring our supply of the Spirit. Amen. And as we make supply of the Spirit, God will meet every need. The one thing I love about these meetings is all of us that meet together and work together in the Spirit, we have change every year from these meetings. Our lives change. They step up to another level because when, per, when, when as Andre said so beautifully, just, I love your ministry. You're just, just so on target. But when we prophesy, we're speaking purpose into your life. It's about God's purpose. It, it, he, your potential. There's a potential that can be if you'll believe it and take it. The potential is there. And he, if he's offering it to us, let it be. Amen. I'm glad to be with the family. I love you guys. love you too. Amen. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.